Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, welcome to the Build Your Success Podcast. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We hope you're working on building a career, building a a company, building a team, whatever you're working on or towards, we want to be part of that journey. We do that through our coaching, training, and our speaking events, but we also do that with our special guests to the podcast. It's great today to have a father-son duo. We have Brian Becker and Jeff Becker. Uh, they're an author. They, they wrote this book, uh, Tender Lions, the Building the Vital Relationship Between Father and Son. So we're going to talk about that. I, I want them both to just give an introduction of themselves. So if you'll do that, Brian, go first. Tell us about yourself, and then we'll go with Jeff. Sure. Well, I'm the dad. Obviously, you can tell that. Um, I'm a husband. I'm a dad. I'm a grandpa. Uh, I have a small consulting business where I work primarily with nonprofits on planning and board development. Uh, And I also do executive coaching with uh, people that are directors or CEOs and uh, work a lot on the building yourself up, like is your important theme, Brian. So, and uh, about a half a dozen years ago, Jeff and I decided that we thought that our father-son story might be good for other other dads and families. And so thus the Tender Lions book. It's great. And Jeff, tell us about yourself. Yeah, uh, I would say, first of all, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. I am uh, I'm also uh, kind of a mental performance coach, work with the executives, but uh, I am the son. I'm 34. I'm out here in the Phoenix area, out in the beautiful desert uh, with my wife. We are expecting our first. So um, learning all the tips and tricks from, from you guys. But um, as a mental performance coach, you know, basketball was kind of my, my thing. It took me all over the world as a college coach, high school coach, trainer, uh, but then kind of turned into the, how the mindset affects performance. And so it started in the athletic world, working with athletes and teams, and has now worked into more uh, sales team executive coaching and stuff like that. So, you know, you kind of put my dad as an executive coach and my mom, who has been a coach and PE teacher and Hall of Fame athlete, and you put them together, and that's how you created me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great introduction, and, and sounds like you're all a team. You know, you, you work together mm-hmm. as a team. I, I, it sounds like to me it hasn't always been that way. That there's some 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 strife mm-hmm. and things. So, how did how did this topic become important to you? I'll take that one first, Brian and Jeff. If you want to add to that, you're welcome to do that. Well, there are two really important things. One uh, right out of the box here, 20 years ago, I was a dysfunctional dad. Uh, I brought a lot of pain and suffering on my family for bad decisions I made. Uh, I got involved with pornography at an early age. Um, I ran with a fast crowd and I worked too much, traveled too much, partied too much. And the results of that, when that came down on my family was really devastating. And and, uh, I had to make some major changes in my life. So I know what it's like to look into the eyes of my son and know that I'm the reason for the pain. Um, And we've also come around to a much, much better place. The second thing, when we started to write the book, we did a lot of research into father-son relationships and we we began to see things over and over again that about a third of all boys don't live with their dads in the US uh, uh, girls as well but the the issues affect boys more profoundly than girls and when there's not a good 
emotional connection between the dad and the son, that's when all kinds of risk factors come up in their life. And so we felt that perhaps our story could be helpful, motivational uh, to other families. And, and so that's, uh, that's the reason for the book. Jeff, I'd love to hear your, your take on that. Well, um, yeah, I would say that it's, it's, wasn't always this fun and loving and caring. And, um, you know, and if you rewind 20 years ago, uh, we were in a toxic place and I was just kind of growing into manhood and I was still learning about what it is to be a man. And we'll probably get into that story a little bit, but, um, you know, as I kind of got into my own coaching world, like I talked about with the athletic world that I was in, I got to see a lot of very toxic and unhealthy uh, father-son relationships. And I saw, as I kind of put the pieces together of what I've seen um, with our own personal story, um, and then we might go into the stats a little bit here, but, you know, as we added the research and the statistics behind what we saw of fatherlessness and the importance of having a male figure in someone's life, uh, we just were like, hey, let's, let's tell our story. Let's kind of rip the Band-Aid off. Let's be raw. Let's be real. Um, because if we can impact another father-son relationship to be, you know, better down the road, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I think we're talking about one of the most important relationships in life for a young man. You know, you're saying uh, you're talking about fathers and sons. So, you know, for the ladies that are listening, just take some notes so you can know how to help your husband or your son. But it really is important. Um, it, it's no secret that that you know, people that go to war are young men, you know, Mm -hmm. we're talking 18 to 20 something years old. Mm -hmm. They're fighting. I mean, they, they have something in them ingrained in them that they're going to be warriors. And and now young ladies do the same thing, but there's, there's something about that. And and it, it does create conflict uh, with, with, with parents when a young person decides I'm my own now, I'm going to make some of my own decisions. And so I think it's very vital that we respect those relationships and learn to operate in that zone. So you, you said you have some um, experience and examples of fact, risk factors for boys. So we, we've already kind of talked about, you know, how you wrote the, why you wrote the book and some of the ideas and some of the statistics behind it. But, but what are some examples of that? Yeah, I'll dive, I'll dive a little bit deeper. And, you know, as my dad talked about it at the start of just, you know, one third of, of, boys and girls live without their fathers. And, you know, so that's roughly 20 million, you know, 20 million children live without their, their father in place. But, um, you know, we think of the, that's just physically living without them, but think about the ones that still live with their father that is, that is physically present, but emotionally, mentally not there as well. And what we found with the um, fathers that are absent, it's up to 71% of the high school dropouts, 71% of the teen pregnancies, 80% of, of children or 85% of children with behavioral disorders um, and, and 90% of runaway and, and homeless children. Mm-hmm. And honestly, kind of, it's, it's the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, you could go deeper into that with depression, alcoholism, suicide, hard time finding a job. I mean, it's re- just two days ago, there was a big article in the Washington post about young men are not doing well in our society today. And a lot of it stems back to this poor relationship with their dad and they're struggling for identity and confidence and acceptance. And it's, it's a, it's an epidemic, Uh, not a pandemic, but it's an epidemic. (laughs) Yeah. 
We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. So where do we strike a balance where, where you can be involved with, with your son? And we're talking about father-son relationship here, mm-hmm. but also allow them to grow and develop on their own. How, how, do you, how do you strike that balance? Yeah. So, um, you know, Jeff and I are obviously in a much better place than we were 20 years ago. And when you're in the middle of that very difficult situation, it's hard to sometimes pull apart what's happening. But in hindsight, we look back and we saw three really important things that helped us rebuild our relationship. And, and whether, whether, you're, whether you're listening to this because you're, you're in a parent-child relationship or you're here for business reasons, I think these three things are just as, as, as important for like a boss to a subordinate or, or a team member to team member type of thing. And the first was we had to figure out how to communicate honestly with each other. You know, I, I was in a, in a bad place and I had to be able to look in the mirror and see myself honestly and say, you're responsible for this. I had to take that on. So honesty and how I communicated with Jeff and my wife, she's still my wife today, um, my daughter. The second thing was between, between the four people in our family, we have eight college degrees. We are not dumb people, but we had never walked down this road before. And so we needed help. And we talked to friends, we got counseling. Um, I still go to recovery meetings 20 years later. I mean, that accountability and having that honest environment, people who could coach and, and help us um, see ourselves for what was really happening. So that, that help. And then the third thing was humility. When, when people are angry or hurt or the trust is broken, they almost never like step back and go, oh, Brian, let's get a fresh perspective on this. <laughs> they, they get angry. They, you know, in Jeff, I'll, specifically, I saw Jeff get angry at me. He was afraid of his situation and he was very isolated. And that, those three things, that's a formula for problems in an employee or a son. So honesty, help, and humility, really, really important for us. Yeah, when I hear you talk about that, it reminds me, one of my clients one time told me that bad news doesn't get better with time. <laughs> and, and so yeah. you have to address things and not in haste. I mean, not, not in, in the moment of, of when you're very upset, but, but soon let's have a, an honest, open conversation mm-hmm. and respect each other. As you alluded to, this works in business as well as life. Guess what? Fathers and son are human beings, employees and, and bosses are human beings. So, so communication is such an important thing. And then that man, that active listening, that is so mm-hmm to understand where mm-hmm. someone's coming from. One of the things I had to learn is I don't have to agree with the way they see things to understand the way they see things. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. even have to, to bring them over to the way I feel about it. I just have right. to understand where they're at. And that, right. that was something I had to learn and still learning. I mean, I'm not, nobody's mm-hmm. perfect. Uh, I shared with, with both of you, I have 22 year old twin boys and, and, and we're at those places where they're becoming, you know, they're, they're out there making their own living, working hard. 
Um, sometimes I wish they would ask me some questions that they don't, but I got to recognize that. But I want that open communication and come mm-hmm. be able to have just respect for one another. And, and mm-hmm. so, Jeff, tell us a little bit about that from your perspective. You know, when you guys were talking, it made me think of just this week, I had a client call with a Fortune 500 supervisor uh, team leader. And the big thing for him, and he is extremely successful. Um, he's been all over the country, all over the world with building teams and successful, successful sales teams. Um, and he still just says, the biggest thing for me is I need to listen to understand, not listen to speak. And I think that's, you know, we're so caught up in this society of, I need to have the answers. I need to have the responses. But I think from a leadership perspective, from a, what I've learned from my dad and what I'm learning about fatherhood is just, it's more about the humility, the vulnerability to not have the right answers sometimes, but just mm-hmm. give someone the safe space to be open, be honest and receive it and understand it and listen instead mm-hmm. of just, I have the right answer because I'm the dictator, I'm the leader, I'm the father, I'm the rule maker. I would say that's the biggest thing that came to my mind. When you guys mm-hmm. One of the things that Jeff and I were really surprised about when we first started doing workshops around the tender lions, we'll go and do a, a conference or a workshop at a men's retreat or a church or a conference or something like that. And our vulnerability, when we tell our story about how he was mad at me and I was afraid, and that's uh, as soon as there's a break, people come to us and they start telling, telling us their story. Our vulnerability gives them permission to feel like, oh, I don't have to be perfect here. I just have to be real. And that, but that little change in perspective between trying to be perfect versus being real is a big game changer in family or business relationships. Yeah, without a doubt, it's, it's so important. And of course, that, that listening to understand and not to respond is just something we all got to focus, you know, remember mm-hmm. and be reminded of because we all have opinions. We all have, and sometimes they're strong opinions. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't have to always share those opinions. You know, we can listen mm-hmm. to someone without sharing our thoughts. And in, in fact, sometimes the best answer is no answer at all. It's mm-hmm. just listen and understand where someone's coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So here you talk about, um, I'm saying, you know, Jeff was like, uh, when you discovered your dad wasn't the man you thought he was. Tell us about that, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I tell the story of, you know, 20, 20 years ago, I vividly remember still sitting in our, in our family living room. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't fully comprehending what was going on. And, you know, my dad speaking about porn and um, this and that. And I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't understand this because I'm growing into be a man. And, you know, when I go with my friends' sleepovers or whatever, they're showing me these VHSs or magazines or whatever of their other fathers who are doing the same thing. And, but I, what I vividly remember is my mom crying really hard. And I was like, so for me, it was just, you broke my mom. And so for, for me, what I remember was still not comprehending what my father was saying from a broken trust side. Um, but you hurt my mom to a point that now I don't trust you. Um, and then over time, you know, seeing him sleep on the couch and for weeks or months, um, then I started to realize how much more serious it was. Because I'll be honest, I, I grew up in a very, you know, middle-class, white, Lutheran bubble. 
So for us, <laughs> divorce wasn't something we spoke about. Divorce wasn't this, you know, so the perception um, of what was going on wasn't true to my reality, I think, at the time. Mm. And I remember, I remember that day when I had that conversation with my family and there was a lot of anger, a lot of tears, and I was afraid, you know, and kind of emotionally broken. When we ended the conversation, my daughter got up and went down the street to her best friend's house and poured out her heart. And Jeff went to his bedroom and closed the door. In a nutshell, you think about when you have a really heavy burden, to share that cuts the burden in half. I think that's why women oftentimes are more resilient in situations like this. But boys and young men, they close down. And so they have a heavy burden. It's double the weight now. And so that's why these risk factors pop up. And not only in boys, but it happens in the workplace as well. You know, somebody's mad at their spouse or they're mad at their kid. And then they come to work and they bring all their baggage with them. And there's this passive aggressive behavior or I'm mad at my spouse, but I yell at somebody that I'm supervising because of I'm not handling that in a, you know, in a, in a healthy way. And so it took a long time for Jeff to begin to rebuild that trust with me and see that I was really committed to, to the family and to my own sobriety and um, being on a better path. I took all of them, my wife and my daughter and Jeff, a long time to, to see that I was, you know, repentant and, and humbled by the, what, was, what had happened. Brian, I think to your point, you know, society uh, kind of drives us to, to package things. They suck it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't bring your emotions to work. Don't bring your feelings to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, how is that even possible that you can't bring your emotions to work? It, you know, and I used to be one of the guys that said those things, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. but it's, it, you can't do that. If, you, if you're doing that and you're having this internal conflict and, and just forcing things that's, they're going to fester and they're going to come out eventually, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, I think that vulnerability is um, really crucial, but it has to be in the, at the right time in the right proportions. Otherwise, you can mow people over and be inappropriate with how much and how fast things are shared. And so we need to use, we need to use a sort of a governor on our, on our emotions there. But to, but to create an, if I'm the boss, I need to be the first one, you know, I, as a boss, I really don't feel like trust is earned. I feel like I have to give trust. I have to offer it. When I hire a new person, I just have to trust that they're going to show up on time to deliver that stuff in the truck or do that work properly. I may have to train them, but, but trust is given from, from me as a dad. I trust my kids. Um, uh, although I broke the trust, I was one that broke the trust. So I had to be on a on a path that was very consistent and very accountable for a long period of time before people were willing for Jeff will, willing to let me come back in his life. And uh, that, that makes perfect sense too. While it's frustrating, it makes perfect sense. So, Brian, uh, of course we're both named Brian. So maybe you yeah. struggle with something I've struggled with in the past is I so did not want my children to make the mistakes that I had made mm-hmm. that sometimes the trust was I, I didn't trust them because I basically didn't trust myself. I knew what I had done and I didn't want them to do that. So maybe I was a little overbearing in some areas yeah. uh, because of that. Yeah. There's uh, Jeff, you have a great perspective on this with all the youth sports work that you've done, but there's a quote in the book by a guy named Parker Palmer. 
who says that one of the greatest gifts we can give to our children is to be able to stand next to them when they're in pain and for us not to step in front of that, you know, but to, but to be with them in that, let them, having a hard day will not kill them, you know, and if we let them know that we support them in that and, and we, we, we trust that they're strong enough, it really helps build their emotional, uh, emotional stability. So, Oh, Jeff, if you could just some of your own experiences with that as well. Oh, gosh. Where do I want to start with? <laughs> well, there's a whole chapter in the book called Overly Competitive Parents. <laughs> um, I think what I see from the best leaders, what I've seen from the best parents or father-son relationships, especially in the athletics world, is just the way that I, I look at it is the analogy of, you know, you can hold their hand and help guide them around along the path, but you're not you're not pulling them across the path or something that I love to say to the, to the parents is, you know, um, you don't, you don't, you, we prepare the, the child for the path. We don't prepare the path for the child, mm-hmm. um, you know? And so for us, if, if we prepare them for life, we prepare them for the path. We don't put, you know, wherever they go, we don't put the, put the bricks in the path and wherever they start walking to, um, you know, because I think that's just what coddling entitlement, um, Mm-hmm. And all this other dangerous things that we're starting to see in society yeah. are, are coming to light now. If you, if you talk to almost any school teacher, they would tell you that five years ago, they used the phrase helicopter parent for parents who hovered over their kids. Now they use the phrase lawnmower parent for the parent who always is mowing the path down for the child. So it's not hard for them to walk. Well, you think about that. If you never have any resistance in your life, how do you get stronger? How do you get more mature? That sort of thing. They also use that lawnmower path, that lawnmower parent phrase, because some parents come in and mow down the teacher instead of instead of helping to be with the teacher to help the child grow. And we're in a big societal um, spiral on that that's not going in the right direction. And that does not help boys grow up to be tender lions. That's a great segue and how we'll wrap this podcast up. You know, you wrote this book about uh, building a vital relationship between father and son, tender lions. So, so what is a tender lion? Let, let's, let's let the uh, audience know what that is. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, tender lions. It's um, especially when we think of men, we think of the lion aspect. We think of competitive and grit and tough and, you know, just oozing at the mouth, ready to growl or pounce on someone. Right. But I think what we've learned through this, you know, unbelievable conversation over the last 20, 25 minutes is there has to be this tender part of them. There has to be this uh, empathetic, loving, caring, vulnerable. Um, But I think what's so important that we talk about in the book is you have to know, I think what the best fathers, leaders, um, males do is they understand when to be one, when to be the other. They understand when to be tender, when to be the lion. Um, but it's also okay to be both. And I think that's what we're trying to push through the book and through society is it's okay to be tender, but it's also okay to be this tender line as well. Yeah, that, that's great. It's, it's, a, it's a great mental picture to think about a tender lion. I mean, we think mm-hmm. of the lion that roars in the jungle and how strong they are, but, but you, there are also lions that they're loving and caring. I mean, they, they have tribes and, and 
things that, you know, their group, mm-hmm. I think it's, is it a mm-hmm. pride they call a like, mm-hmm. pack of lions? And mm-hmm. yeah. so that, that, there's that side of a lion too. And then we need to know that we can have that side as, as human beings. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. tell the listeners where they can find out about both of you and the book, where they can find those things. Sure. So there's a website, tenderlions.org, tenderlions.org. If they want to contact Jeff and I for interview or speaking things, or they could click right through if they want to purchase a book. And there's some other resources on there as well. We have a, a weekly blog that talks about all of these different topics. So tenderlines.org, they could find both Jeff and I. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jeff and Brian, for your time today. For our listeners, we'll, we'll have that in the show notes. We'll include all those links in the show notes. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Do me a favor, share this podcast with someone that, that share it with a lion that needs to learn some tenderheartedness and, and share it with someone that can use it. Subscribe to our podcast, give us an honest review and rating, and then go over to our website, buildcs.net, see the services that we offer. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.